Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we're back. Chris Naki, Don Hankerson with you till 10 o'clock. Been kicking around a bunch of things, not the least of which the fact that Bruce Arians just... Uh, Retired, has left the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coaching position to be a front office guy, consultant, and I'm using air quotes on the consultant. He can do whatever the hell he wants to do. He has a Super Bowl ring, and we've got a caller who wants to chime in on Bruce Aaron's retirement. It's Will from Springfield. What's up, Will? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, good. Love this show, love this show. Love it. Take me home at night. Sure. Um, the only comment I got I got to talk about is uh you know everybody keeps talking about Bruce Arias and, and and about Todd Bowles. Let's not forget let's not forget Byron Leftwich. You know Byron Leftwich was was the man that 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 took I think um, Tom Brady to the Super Bowl and got him his ring. And I hate to say it just because that you know you know uh, Byron Leftwich. Was was a nobody back in the day, and and honestly, I would like to say I, I'm a I'm a Washington Commanders fan. I guess I could say now, mm-hmm. and and I would like and I would love to get uh, Byron Leftwich as a Commanders coach. What do you guys got to say about that? Yeah, okay. First of all, I I do appreciate it. I love Leftwich, and that's kind of where I was going with the um the question when I was talking about. Did Bruce Arians tee this up for Todd Bowles? Because my thought was, was there was there ever any consideration given to Leftwich to get in that job? You know, I mean, Arians is a, like I said, great offensive mind, or at least he's acknowledged as a great off and mo- offensive mind. Leftwich appears to be a guy who's got a great relationship in that locker room with the players. Of course, he was one himself. Um, seems to have a great way about him. I wonder if there was any any consideration I you know I have absolutely zero doubt that left which is time will come um you know Bowles is one of those guys he's an NFL lifer he's been there forever and he's been coaching now for a long long time and I think it was one of those things where you get rewarded for Don for lack of a better way of saying it for time served right you know uh and and maybe that's that's as it should be um so uh at any rate, yeah, we're talking a little bit of NFL here. You know, uh, came across something the other day. I, I just want to throw it at you. At you. There was a uh, piece about uh, trade rumors, you know, in the NFL. Now, it's been a wild offseason in the NFL. And there are a lot of guys that are sort of on that on that heap, if you will. And, and I think you can sort of <laughs> – 
sort of separate them in between the ineffective and the injured. Okay, for instance, um, you know, the quarterbacks on on sort of a, the, the trading block, if you will. And I'm going to ask you to rank these for me, Don, Okay, your perspective. Um, Garoppolo being one. Um, we still don't know what's going on in his situation. Baker Mayfield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff. Uh, he's he has escaped a lot of speculation as a as an offseason casualty, but um, you know he was so so for the Lions. Not great, but uh, nineteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. Nick Foles. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. You know he's no he's no longer with the Bears. You know I mean uh, they're going to let him go. Sam Darnold never been wild about Sam's game. So you got those quarterbacks to choose from right now. Darnold, Foles, Goff, Mayfield, Garoppolo. Who's one? So let me ask a question: Is this for a starting position? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who do you want? If you got to take one off, one of those guys off the heap. If I if I'm taking one, I'm probably going Baker Mayfield. Are you? Ahead yeah. Ahead of Garoppolo. I was going to say Jimmy G is definitely my number two, like close to. 1A, 1B? Yeah, definitely. But not, I'd probably put Baker at A. And you're though. not a golf guy at all? I wouldn't say at all. Um, I think he was a product of a good Los Angeles offense. And then, again, as you just said, this past season in Detroit, he was okay, wasn't terrible. But And then, you know, Darnold, I also wasn't big on Darnold. And uh, what was the last one you mentioned? Uh, Darnold and, uh, let's see, um, Nick Foles. Foles, Foles, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. And yeah. then Foles, obviously, he has the ring. But I, I would – and I asked the starter question pe- yeah. specifically because I would take Foles as a backup any day. Yeah, you know, the Foles thing's interesting. You know, I mean, Carson Wentz had such a magical year that year that Foles came in as the relief pitcher, if you will, ended up winning the Super Bowl, um, but never really found it again. How about these two guys, the comparison between these two guys? Two guys who are sort of on the block, if you will. Christian McCaffrey, does Carolina does Carolina want to trade him? No. Is Carolina willing to trade him? Probably. He's due over fifteen million in three straight seasons, twenty twenty three to twenty twenty five. Very injury prone, a playmaker for sure when he plays. He isn't breaking the bank right now, but they've got options. Hubbard, Foreman in the backfield. It's no wonder that they're taking calls right now. How and how about him relative to or compared to? Saquon Barkley. Hmm. And now, New York has openly acknowledged the possibility of trading him, and rightfully so. I mean, he's got freakish talent. Freakish talent. But he may be worth a look in a new offense, right? He's got the same sort of injury issues, um, and they could use that, Giants could use that cap space in almost every other position. So, you have to pick one of those guys. I think I go with Saquon in that season. I mean, Saquon, when he was right, was, was as I said, f- completely freakish. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say I'm, I'm leaning towards Saquon. I mean, in, in, in the NFL in general, it's, it's just hard with running backs. That's just a tough position. Those guys get beat up. Obviously, if you perform well, you know, like a Derrick Henry or something like that, you will get paid, but – Teams just in general aren't looking to try to throw that big money at that position, no matter you know how great you are. But to answer your question, if I had to pick somebody, Saquon is just a freakish dude. I mean, just even just looking at him, even not even seeing any parts of his game, yeah, just looking at the physical specimen that he is, yeah, it's, it's every single yeah, box, right? ridiculous. So there, there's also the case about in terms of potential trades. 
you know, keep in mind that this is, by all reports, this is supposed to be one of the best years ever in the NFL draft for wide receivers. They, they, I mean, if you believe what you read, there are there are dozens of guys who will be taken in the second and third rounds. You know, I mean, it's just uh, there are a lot of guys, and so because of the depth in the draft, it it makes certain guys um, expendable. You know, even guys who have produced. One of the guys who's listed here again, this is uh, CBS's website. Uh, one of the guys who's listed as available, which is stunning to me, is DK Metcalf. Now you talk about freakish. I mean, this guy is robo wide receiver. Yeah, and um, I mean, like I see him just run over guys. He just looks like he's playing a different game than everybody else. Uh, here's what CBS has to say: the imposing pass catcher would seem to be a long term priority for Seattle, but entering a contract year in a skyrocketing receiver market, fresh off the Seahawks trade of Russell Wilson. Suddenly, the 24-year-old Metcalf doesn't feel like a lock to return, especially with Pete Carroll using the same non-committal language about the wide receiver that he pl- deployed before Wilson's move. I mean, ultimately, they're going to get a quarterback, whether it's via the draft or, or recycling one of the guys we already just talked about. But uh, And he's got to throw to somebody. I mean, why not invest in a guy like DK Metcalf? I mean... Uh, and maybe maybe they just feel like they can get if they trade Metcalf for some draft collateral. Maybe they can get two or three wide receivers in exchange for Metcalf. Maybe that's the thinking. Um, so there's got to be a method to that madness. But again, you're talking about guys who not long ago were at the top of their game. You know, I play some fantasy football. Those are top ten players: yeah. Saquon, McCaffrey. Well, McCaffrey really never panned out, you know, in terms of the, um, you know, his ability as a, as a regular threat, certainly in fantasy leagues, he could, for three or four weeks, he could tear it up. I, I also wanted to get to, to Deshaun Watson. Obviously the big news was, you know, over the course of the last couple of weeks, he gets traded to Cleveland. Um, and there's, there's another shoot a drop here in terms of the NFL and its stance on this. And the NFL, which is usually pretty image conscious, has avoided really addressing it, and, and appropriately so for right now, the possibility of a suspension for Deshaun Watson. So, um, and we're going to get to the contract portion of it here in our next segment because it has ramifications for the entire league. But keep in mind, there were while there were no criminal charges you know, and that's one of the reasons the Brown traded for him because there was there were, there were going to be no criminal charges filed against Watson. There are twenty two. There are over twenty civil lawsuits out there. Uh, he could be suspended easily under the league's personal conduct policy. He's got discovery and pretrial conference coming up in May. First time event uh, offenders who violate the league's policy regarding and I love these phrases. Okay, are you a single guy? I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. The league policy regarding, quote, dating violence, Mm. that's one. And then also, of course, the sexual assault involving physical force. Now, the baseline suspension for violations in those areas, the baseline suspension is six games without pay. Okay? I, I, 
you know, and, and Deshaun is adamant about the fact that he's not going to settle with these women. I don't know how he gets around it. If you've got this many, this horde, horde of women who have made almost identical accusations against him, I don't know how you get around it. Uh, more importantly, I don't know how you could possibly avoid or expect to avoid a lengthy suspension. Six games might be the baseline. I'm here to tell you, largely because of the image, conscience, conscious nature of the NFL, I would be very surprised if he plays his first year in Cleveland. Very surprised. Now, I, it may be that, may be that and, and this may be why Deshaun would settle and have it all go away quickly. Because the longer this specter looms, the, the less the NFL wants to deal with it. It's it's an incredible uh, black mark on the league. You know, it's one of those. Just it, the the PR of it is a nightmare for the league. They don't want any part of that. So so Deshaun may be saying he doesn't want to settle. I think ultimately the league may force his hand on that, force him to settle. That may be the only way he gets less than a year, because this looks serial in nature from afar. Yeah, and I'm all about he is he is innocent till proven guilty. I am all about it, but this isn't this isn't just where there's smoke, there's fire. Right, it's where there's fire, there's <laughs> you know arson. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is more than just a hint. Yeah, I mean, to your point, just the the number of of cases out there is just very very hard to to get around that. I I, I mean. If it was just a few or something, you know, not diminishing it at all. So I, you know, don't want to put that out there, even if it was just a few. But the fact that it is the number that it is, and people are coming for him, and people's stories are very similar, and things of that nature. To your point, he's he's going to have to settle because I, I don't see him set, stepping foot on a football field this year either. You know, and let me also add this before we go to break, Don. You can't throw the rose to women with with the you know the expansion of the Rooney rule on the one hand mm-hmm. and then completely negate and mitigate what 20 people 20 women are testifying to on the other hand those are incongruous and they can't exist side by side and that's undeniable and um, I, I think that's going to play a part in this as well all right when we come back we're going to get to the contract portion of the Deshaun Watson story because to me this is a story, and this uh, courtesy of Jason Locke and Fora article came out earlier today. All right, it's, uh, it's uh, overtime, 106.7 The Fan and Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan and Odyssey app. Chris Naki, Don Hankerson taking you at 10 o'clock. We've uh, kicked around a lot of things. I wanted to make sure we discuss this Deshaun Watson. I, you know, I don't know that a lot of people understand the concept in the NFL, Don, about the way NFL contracts are handled by owners. And, and the, the NFL has what are called funding rules so that if if you as the owner of the Washington Commanders, you sign your quarterback – to a five-year, $40 million a year deal, and you guarantee that contract, okay, you guarantee that contract, that's a $200 million obligation, right? Under current NFL funding rules, you as the owner have to strike a check for $200 million and put it in escrow. Mm. You have to be liquid enough to strike that check. So, and, and hence, that's sort of the idea, I mean, the it's... One of the reasons why there's so little, there's not always a lot of guaranteed money in the NFL. They give it to you in a signing bonus, you know, that, that it's guaranteed, obviously. Now, as it applies to Deshaun Watson, um, I'm going to set aside the fact that they gave a guaranteed contract to a guy who's still facing 22 allegations of sexual assault or misconduct or whatever you want to call that in ongoing civil proceedings. And and he faces inevitable discipline from the from the league. We talked about what that might be, maybe six games without pay. I'm, I'm thinking it's every bit of a year for sure. But as important as that is, what it requires, what Cleveland did was they gave him a fully guaranteed contract, which means that Cleveland is in a situation where ownership decided we can strike that check. We're happy to strike that check because we want a franchise quarterback. Keep in mind, too, Deshaun Watson's 26. And he's, relatively speaking, he's been off the radar a little bit, but he's a young guy. Ideally, he's going to be around for some time to come. So from that perspective, I suppose it's a good investment. But because of the way those NFL funding rules are, where you have to write that check and it's held in escrow, um, it's not for everybody, and there are owners. In spite of the fact that the AT, you know, the 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 NFL is very ATM like in terms of its its ability to sort of spigot out money. You know, I I totally get that. There are other teams that reportedly just aren't nearly as liquid. Um, so y- you have some. This really <laughs> comes up to the next generation of NFL quarterbacks. Your Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert, guys like that, guys who are going to get paid 
and guys who are going to get paid handsomely, their market has now been set by what this deal, the deal that was given to Deshaun Watson. Now, you know, a guy like Brown, who's the owner in, in Cincinnati, could always play that franchise tag game for a couple of years, but ultimately the bill comes due, and you're going to have to write that check. You can keep, I believe you can keep, Joe Burrow under franchise tags until he's like 26 years old. Not not much later than that. So then you have to make a decision. And are you are you going to do and and it could be this could be a moot point because it could be one of those things where because of what the Browns did, it could be that the rest of the NFL lobbies the the league to say you got to change the funding rules. We can't compete. We can't write that check for 200 large. That's a lot of dough. Think about that, Don. It is. That's a lot of dough. It is. But so, at any rate, um, there are a lot of guys who have spoken the truth out loud, some on the record, some off the record. Steve Bishotti, Ravens owner. Now, keep in mind, Lamar is one of those guys who is this impacts. And, and Lamar, he has astutely studied the quarterback market, okay, by all reports. Bishotti says this about the Browns' contract. Damn, I wish they hadn't guaranteed that whole contract. I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a, a fully guaranteed contract. To me, that's something of uh, that that's something that is a groundbreaker, and it'll make negotiations harder with others. Oh, yes, it will, for sure. All right, now keep in mind, too, other guys who speak off the record are far more, far angrier with... The Browns and what they did. Uh, one league source who has discussed the impact with uh, uh, with a lot of owners says this. Do you think Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner, fully understands the impact of what he did just did? Did he stop to think about what he was doing, or did he just plow through to do this, to do whatever it took to get that quarterback to come to Cleveland? We've never seen anything like this in the history of the league. It's that impactful. Now, this is all written by Jason Lockenfora, and he continues. Trust me, for as wealthy as these owners are, this, the idea of stashing away upwards of $200 million just to complete a contract isn't seen as good business. That's money they can no longer use elsewhere to help them make even more money. Can't invest it, can't get dividends from it, can't spend it, and that's how these cats want to roll. It's very hard. It's very hard. To, it's very hard to feel sorry for a group of owners that are billionaires bordering on multi-billionaires. But it's also one of those things that one of the reasons why the NFL has become the Goliath that it has is because of the revenue sharing in the league and because of the model where teams can pay basically the same amount of money. And this sort of a thing... One of the one of the guys who was pointed out here too um, is Dean Spanos, who's the owner of the Chargers. Speculation was there's no way he's liquid enough to be able to cover a con- guaranteed contract for Herbert. So then, what happens if these guys hit the free agent market? What happens if? I mean, I who knows if it's going to happen. But you get Joe Burrow out on the out on the free agent market. Justin Herbert, same thing. I mean, you talk about a bonanza. And so, you know, so one of the, you may see one of a couple of different things happen. 
I would suggest that it's in the NFL's best interest probably to look at their funding rules so that the owners you know, are committed but not committed for the full amount of the guaranteed money. Um, it may be that they, they, this forces guys like Spanos and Brown to pony up. You know what? It's the cost of doing business in this league. You want to, you know, you want to wear that that letter jacket, you know, like everybody else does. You got to pony up. It's part of the deal. So it's just real interesting times. And the heretofore, a lot of the, you know, the the uh, NFL money, particularly for quarterbacks, was not fully guaranteed. Nor was it fully guaranteed to a guy who could be suspended forever. Uh, it was never fully guaranteed to a guy in, in Deshaun Watson's situation. So this is a groundbreaking thing, and obviously it's a quarterback's league now. Uh, the sort of the common thread, the common thought, conventional wisdom is that you're not going to win anything. You're not going to win jack without a franchise QB. So as a result, these guys will try and outspend each other for that franchise QB, but it's not without some serious ramifications for, you know, for a lot of these franchises. And I again, it's hard to feel sorry for them when they're all valued at, uh, at, at what they're valued at. You know, billions and billions of dollars. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just kind of funny to your point you were making earlier about how the owners obviously have a hand in the revenue sharing that comes to the league, working with the league to be able to have the money that they have. But then it's kind of funny that it's almost backfiring on them a little bit because one guy in this particular case is kind of quote unquote taking advantage exactly. Rogue. Yeah. So it's like those very rules and things like that that you all were fighting for collectively. To your point, one guy goes rogue now, and now you're everyone's upset. You know, in pro sports, one of the things that you see across the board, Don, too, is that owners will cry out for rules from the league itself to protect them from themselves. Yep. You know, if you don't do something to help us from eating each other and eating our own, then we're just going to go ahead and eat our own, Yeah, you know, and, uh, it is a remarkable thing, but it's, it's a truism and it, and it's not just, that's not something that's just exclusive to the NFL either. That's, uh, that's across the board. Hey, by the way, downtown wizards win the game. One twenty seven, one ten. I had no idea too. little known NBA trivia. I had no idea until I saw mop-up time here uh, on the TV that both Mo and Franz Wagner are with Orlando, two brothers playing together. And it, it must suck for Mo because Franz <laughs> is a much better player, uh, the young young guy. Yeah, I remember old. Mo was with the Lakers for a while. and he then I kind of He was here. And then he was here, yeah. and then I didn't really hear much from him after that. Yeah, so. I mean, he's had a good run, and I think he's been in the league now five years, five, yeah. six years, something like that. So God bless him. I mean – that NBA money is good. Hell, the NBA per diem is good, much less the contract itself. All right. I have no idea where we're going from here. We're just going to talk louder for these last two segments. It's overtime on 1067 The Fan and Odyssey app. wanted to get to some NBA stuff. You know, I, I the NBA season is so long, like like some sports are, baseball, for, for, it's a forever season, hockey as well. You lose sight of some, some pretty heroic performances. I hate to use that term. Um, but, I mean, 
some pretty impressive performances by by some of the world's great best athletes. I particularly struck by you know one of the great one of the great stories in the NBA this year, <clears throat> and they get no love here because they're three thousand miles away. But the LA Clippers doing what the LA Clippers have done without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is really nothing short of remarkable. Uh, they're in the playoff hunt, currently eighth in the West, ahead of the Lakers. Uh, they got Paul George back um, in their last game, and boy, you talk about season-changing game. They're down 24 points to a good team, Utah Jazz, and um, George comes in. This guy was out three months with a torn UCL. I think that's what it was, Don. Serious injury. Comes back, and he gets 34 against a good Utah team. They end up coming from behind, like I said, down 24 and winning that game. I don't know, you know, in every sport you get coaches who are recycled and you see them in different places. Ty Lue, for instance, has been in Cleveland, L.A., L.A., the Lakers and the Clippers, right? Right. (laughs) He has gotten it done in a big way. I was looking the other day at who's, like, who's doing the scoring for them. You know, it's it's like Reggie Jackson, mm-hmm. been around the league now for a long time. Norman Powell, uh, you know, who's a nice player. One of the Morrises, I think it's Marcus Morris is on that team too. Luke Kennard. But, I mean, they're without two Hall of Fame guys in right. Kawhi and Paul George. And uh, the, the, the season they've had has been unbelievable. Now, likewise, one of the great stories here, and we, we don't, you know, our – our NBA entrant has lulled us to sleep. Started out ten and three or something like that, and then the mediocrity set in. I, you know, their their best players out, and and I guess that means that they can't do better than what they've done. I mean, we sort of settled, I think, to a degree. Um, so, at any rate, one. So it's lulled us to sleep. So we're not really paying attention a lot to the NBA. But one of the things that's that is evident too is what the Celtics have done. You know, for a long time this year, they were people were they had a new coach, people were wringing their hands over the transition. They played terribly to start the season. Now all of a sudden, you know, I think they're tied for the first seed in the East. They're playing a huge game tonight in Boston against the Heat. Both those teams tied or in that same conversation. Um and there's still enough basketball left in the season so that you know, things have to be ironed out. But what Jason Tatum has done for the Boston Celtics is MVP level stuff. Now the NBA is is sort of one of the conventional thoughts on the NBA is to win significantly. You have to have the two stars. You you have to have the two big time guys, and I think there's a lot of validity to that. But the NBA also is populated by a lot of guys who are really good, like third bananas, you know. And and one of those guys, Robert Williams, plays for Boston. Yeah, you never heard of him? Well, you should have. He's the best defensive player in the NBA, the best defensive metrics by far in the NBA, shot blocker. He just tore his meniscus, so he's out four to six weeks. Now, a comparable loss, and, you know, you look at, like the like I said, the third best players on a lot of those playoff-bound teams, you know, you're looking at, like, Drew Holiday for the Bucks. It's a big loss. Looking at Tobias Harris for the 76ers. Big loss. Hey, you know, think about DeAndre Ayton for the Suns. They're not going to win without DeAndre Ayton. 
So, yeah, it's, it, is, it is a league where you have to have those two stars without question. But it's also one that's populated by some really, really important glue guys. In retrospect, too, this is one of those things where you, we never, as sports fans, allow players to bloom and seasons to play out. Keep in mind, Boston fans were up in arms about the Celtics early in the year. Also, the same Boston fans were up in arms about the contract given to Robert Williams in the middle of last the offseason last year. Now, looking back at it, it's a steal relative to what other NBA salaries are. So I think he's making 15 or $16 million a year for the best defensive player in the league by almost every metric. So, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I'm certainly respectful. It is a stars league. David Stern made it that way. And, and you know, it's been sort of perpetuated, which is fine. It sells tickets, get your TV ratings, you know. Um, but but the teams that win it, generally speaking, have some balance to them and some guys, you know, look at what Milwaukee did last year. They don't win without Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. Those are absolutely, you know, critical parts of the equation. And um, and I, Milwaukee has yet to have Lopez back this season. They're about to get him back, and they may just take off. They had a great win against the Sixers last night at the buzzer, and uh, they may just take off. So you got a dog in that fight, NBA fight? Man, there's a, there's a lot of ways you can go. You, I mean, you brought up some great teams, some some. Teams I'm looking at too are you know the Grizzlies what they've been doing without Ja Morant uh, they've won I I don't know 13 or something games out of like 20 or something um, you know I'm looking at uh, the Mavs Luca I mean he's kind of a one man show over there I think they're currently like third or something in the West they are and, um, and Luca by himself I mean there's some speculation like if he wanted to he could probably average 45 a game you know something like that the numbers are outstanding. So on that on that note, uh, you know it's interesting that you mentioned um, uh, John Morant, okay, in Memphis, and he has been a monster, right? I mean, he's getting twenty seven a game. That's a huge name, a uh, huge number. Can you give me now? They've got six guys in double figures. Can you give me three of them? Oh. Uh, I, I can't, I know, it, I know as Desmond Bain, one yes, of them he is number two. So, but that speaks to the star, the way the league is set up. Correct. It's, it is about the recognition of that guy who's on sports center mm-hmm. uh, uh, every night. And so in no particular order, John Moran is first Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, yep. surprise 18, Jaron Jackson, yes. who was a top pick for them. Of course, uh, DeAnthony Melton, Br- Brandon Clark, former Gonzaga player, it's 10.5 points per game. They've got some balance. Also, Tyus Jones didn't realize he was getting 8.5 points per game for them. So, yeah, they've, they've had a remarkable year. You know, there are the great stories. Minnesota Timberwolves as well. You know, Timberwolves right now sitting sixth. You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, you want to, uh, I think, excuse me, I think they're seventh. I think you want to make sure you're playing your way out of a matchup with Golden State or Phoenix in that first round. Give me anybody but them. Yeah, uh, I think they're just behind uh, Denver and um, and Dallas, like you said. But I, I think the NFL. I mean, excuse me. I think the NBA playoffs are as good as sports gets. And I don't really, you know, I don't have a real brooding interest or a gambling interest. It's just the level of play. There's so much more intensity to it, and the guys. You know, it's funny. We talked about. When when we had Patsos on earlier, we talked about what the uh, what the uh, 
All-Star game, the college McDonald's All-Star game was like last night in Chicago. And the All-Star games are just a beauty pageant, right? Yeah. It's when you get these guys when there's really something on the line where you start to see the fangs come out, you know, mm-hmm. and it really matters. And and it's also, you know, I don't know why that there would be any other way to approach it. You know, I've always thought that you want to respect the game. And by respecting the game, it means you play as hard as the guys who played before you played, you know, and there's a certain bar, a certain standard that you have to live up to. And I think you see it in the NBA playoffs in in a big way. Love it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then just to kind of throw a few other teams out there, like in the East, because I know we were talking mostly Western Conference teams. I'm looking at Miami, who kind of has hit a little bit of a skid. They they lost a couple games. They had that crazy debacle on the bench the last week. Yeah, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I personally love it. I love competition. I like to see – I mean, you don't want your team fighting, but – at the same time, I like guys challenging each other, seeing you know each other fired up, wanting to win. You yeah. know, you want that. So three alphas on the bench, yeah. and 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 Spolstra said it right after the game. We were getting our ass kicked. Are we mm-hmm. supposed to be happy with each other? I think that's that was almost his direct line. Yeah, and you get three guys who are. I mean, Spolstra is right, widely regarded as you know top three coaches in the league. You know, I mean, look what he's done. You mentioned Miami's start up until the last couple of weeks. Phenomenal with yeah. what they've got on the team. And you've got Udonis Haslam, who's sort of a player coach at this point in time. I mean, he's 117 years old, right? Can, he's been can we agree forever. that Udonis has the best the best job? He he gets to travel with the team, yeah. gets paid courtside seats every game. I, I think he's also <laughs> he's an enforcer in, like, multiple ways. You know, he's got Spolstra's back. Mm-hmm. But he's also one of those guys opposing teams, though, is on that Miami bench. They don't want to deal with Udonis Haslam. Of course he's not. He's a badass, a notorious badass. He'll he'll come in for three minutes a game, and it'll just be yeah. all technicals. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, by all reports, wonderful guy, team guy, and they built a culture down there. You know, there are a lot of NBA teams that are good that don't have a culture. Miami clearly has a culture. You know, Pat Riley, of course, is a big hand in that, but also there's a continuity of ownership and management and uh, and coaching as well. By the way, on that note, we're going to go to break here in just a sec. Have you been watching this HBO show on the Showtime Lakers? I have not, but I have a reason for that, and we can get into it in the, the next segment. Okay. All right. We'll get back to that in just a second. Okay. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan, the Odyssey app, Chris Naki. Don Hankerson, last segment coming up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wrapping things up, Chris Knocky, Don Hankerson on overtime, 1067 The Fan and Odyssey app. All right, when we were getting ready to throw the break, Don gave me a little tease right there. Okay, so what we're talking about was um, the show on HBO on the Showtime Lakers. I think it's called The Winning Season. Um, and it's gotten kind of interesting sets of reviews. I, I mean, Reviews are whatever you want want them to be, right? I mean, I find it to be very entertaining because it's sort of wheelhouse stuff for me age-wise and when I was really into, really got into watching the NBA. I think, too, it's it's deflating because they, they crush, crush a lot of the legends of the game. You have to understand it is a dramatization, but... They're particularly hard on the logo himself, Jerry West. Brutal on Jerry West, I thought. Um, now this show hasn't played out, so see how it goes at the end. But you, Coach Ankerson, you tell <laughs> me that you have not seen and you're not – Are you, will you watch or are you just not into it? So, I, I mean, I, I am in, into it. I, I love basketball. I love, you know, the history of the NBA and things like that. Um I guess my only issue with it is just kind of you alluded to it. A lot of the former players like Magic has Magic Johnson has publicly publicly come out and said, you know, he has no interest in it. And a lot of those people who are part of the Lakers organization, especially back then, have have publicly come out and kind of shown their disdain for it. So I'm just the kind of person when a story is based on somebody or something, if that particular person or thing is like saying they're not agreeing with it, I kind of tend to lean back a little bit. But just the story itself of the Showtime Lakers, I, I am interested. One of the things that really is eye-opening about what you just said, too, is that Magic is actually one of the few guys who's treated well in this show. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, he. a lot of these guys come off as complete swinging Richards, if you mm. know what I'm saying, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and, and in no particular order. So 
So the guy who's sort of the star of the show uh, is the guy who plays Jerry Buss, John C. Riley, who everybody will recognize. Right. Um, and he does a really good Buss, a physical impression of Jerry Buss. And, um, and he's, by and large, a fairly likable guy, a guy who just wants to have fun, wants to have chicks, and wants to have just his cake and eat it, too. Right. He is so L.A., this guy, that it's, it's almost a caricature of a kind of a parody. But in no particular order, some of the guys who get skewered, uh, you know, Red Arback looks like an ass in this. Jerry West, sadly, um, you know, gets gets really treated poorly. Uh, Pat Riley looks like kind of a sleazeball in this thing, at least thus far. We have yet to meet uh, Larry Bird, who I think shows up in the next episode mm. or two. Okay. And um, there's also a guy playing Kareem. Kareem has played as a very sullen um, quiet, uh, but when he speaks, he speaks volumes, you know, right, and, right. and guys follow that direction. He's called cap as a sort of a, uh, term of references and captain, mm-hmm. you know, by, by most of the team. Um, and the other thing is, is that you get a lot of guys who are, uh, with you if you're winning type guys like Norm Nixon, Norm Nixon was a star point guard there before they drafted magic. Norm uh, apparently thought that they drafted Magic to play a position other than point guard. So now when the team really took off is when they started to play those two guys together. But early on, it was a horrific relationship, and it only got better when they started to to play and realize how good they could be together. So, you know, uh, you know it is what it is. I, I'm kind of anxious to see where it goes. Some of the guys also in there – uh, Jason Siegel is in there as Paul Westhead. Paul Westhead, the assistant currently in the where the where the series stands now. Um, Jack McKinney has just been named the head coach. He's instituted a new system, completely new setup, new rules. He wants to play much faster than they've ever played. Paul Westhead, he hired as an as his, his assistant coach. Both those guys, Philadelphia area guys. And I think history tells you what happened. Unfortunately, McKinney's not able to complete the season. Westhead takes over. It doesn't go particularly well for Westhead, even after winning an, an NBA championship. So it's kind of an interesting story. I get the fact that it play it uh, plays fast and loose with history. I totally understand that. But damn, Don, it's entertaining. I'm going to have to get on that then. Yeah, check it out. Check it out. All right, good, clean, fun. Thanks for uh, all, everybody who called. Jimmy Patsos as well, our guest, was great. He was with us for a couple of segments. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan and Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.